in association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri-business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Hey folks, this is Archie Mason. I'm the host of That Farm Life Podcast. We are so glad that you have uh, joined us today. Now, if you're unfamiliar with uh, That Farm Life Podcast, we're a resource of agrihealth.net. You can go to the website, check us out. Hey, we are doing everything we can to help that farming community with all the stresses and strains that they face in everyday life. So we have been interviewing uh, different people, crop consultants, people in the ag industry, farmers. And so that's what we do. We're always trying to create a safe zone where it's safe to talk about some of the issues we face. And as we always say here uh, at that Farm Life podcast is that it's okay to not be okay, but we just want to help you not stay that way. Again, we always want to provide a safe zone where we can talk about a lot of different issues in the farm life and what's taking place. And so today, I've got a guest with us. He's a friend of mine. His name is Ryan Sullivan. He's part of the kind of the new generation of farmers. Again, he's one of the guys I call the young guns that are coming on. Uh, he's here in Northeast Arkansas. And so he's involved in a, a family farming operation. So we're going to talk about uh, some different aspects of that. So Ryan, it's uh, good to have you with us today. Appreciate you having me. Hey, well, man, always. And I know, again, you're busy. You're in your pickup truck. You say you're in a place, kind of stop where you got a good signal. And so uh, we want to take advantage of that. Hey, uh, again, Ryan, we, we got a lot of folks listen to us from a lot of different places, even around the world. But tell us about yourself and uh, tell us about your family. I'm married to a wonderful mother of my child, Katie Sullivan. We just had our first child. At, he's a his name is Sutton, and he is four months old now. And so we have really transitioned into a different different stage of life over the last few months. So that's been really fun. We uh, I farm with my father and my uncle and my cousin, and uh, we farm rice, soybeans, corn, and sometimes wheat in uh, Mississippi County, Arkansas. Hey, well, tell me this. Now, you grew up on the farm, right? Right there in that in Northeast Arkansas. What's probably one of your uh, earliest memories on the farm? The, one of the first memories I have and one of the most fun I had as a, as a kid growing up, I remember looking forward to getting out of preschool and I guess probably kindergarten, first grade or somewhere around in that age group and looking forward to getting out of school in the summer because that meant that I got to go poke holes in polypipe in the rice fields. So uh, looking back, I was so eager and excited to get to go play in the rice water in the summertime. And uh, that was back before it was a job. And But my dad started out at a very young age taking me out there. And, and that's what I looked forward to, you know, besides playing baseball and, and those things. Hey, now you mentioned polypipe. You guys lay a lot of polypipe in the summer. So how many miles do you think, uh, how many miles of polypipe do you think you're going to have out this summer? We joke every year about how many miles it goes, and and now I think we go. I think it goes to at least Batesville, Mississippi, from here. 
Um, <laughs> if you tied them all together, uh, somewhere around in there, we passed Memphis a long time ago. We went through different uh, different stages. And yeah, I heard your daddy one time. He kind of laughed about it. He said, "Yeah, we've got Polly Pipe. If we stretch it out, it, it would go down way down into Mississippi." So, hey, that's one thing that you talked about. You did as a young kid poking holes in pipes. So Sutton, he won't be far behind you, man. You'll have him out there, and he'll have a good time playing in that water. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that uh, is so interesting to look at the transition of this county and, you know, even just our family farm. Of You know, whenever I was a kid, we were already starting to use polypipe. But before that, it went from zero irrigation to then they started putting some center pivots up, and that was the, the source of irrigation. And then they started leveling the ground and taking the center pivots down and, and in order to be able to farm rice. And then, you know, here we are, here we are now with, with row rice and, and the different things that we're doing uh, even different than we were whenever I was a kid. Hey, let's, uh, some of the folks listening to us may not be familiar with row rice. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. It's just a different way to grow rice. It's, it's kind of, I look at it as another tool in the toolbox for ways that we can, grow rice it's not for every farm and every area uh, but there's there's definitely fits that that make it very attractive for for us uh, on our specific farm and soil type but it's basically just furrow irrigating the rice and so we, we call it row rice but because we water down the rows so we basically irrigate it in the same fashion as soybeans or corn down the furrows using the polypipe at the top to distribute the water for some folks, again, may not be familiar with it. You're running like maybe a set of hippers. How big would the rows be or the beds? Are they narrow? Are they, how tall are they? Tell us about that. Started out doing mostly no-till behind the, the soybean beds, and we're growing our soybeans on 38-inch beds. But we've transitioned into this year. I didn't pull, you know, I didn't plant any rice on beds. I planted, planted it all flat, and then I pulled a furrow every 38 inches. So basically planting it. You know, kind of, we've just transitioned over the last six or seven years that we've been doing it to now we're back to planting it all flat and then just pulling just an irrigation furrow to water, to, to carry the water. And, and we're not, we're not using beds. Now there's still, there's still people using beds and it just depends on the different situation that you have, the different uh, slope that you have on the field or the soil type. It all, it all makes a difference for how is the best way. There's not a book on row rice of, what's the best way it's just however best fits your farm is it still like mid-season application of nitrogen is that kind of the same as it would be in a normal flood rice situation i had lunch with my consultant tyler hydric today and we were talking about that about just the general concept and we've found out so many different things whether it's nitrogen usage or p and k usage or all the different nutrients that we're going to have to quit thinking about as much of rice as much as more like corn for, from that aspect of that it's it's not in a flooded environment except at the very bottom end and so as far as the nitrogen goes we're spoon feeding it oh, i got you okay well good man i didn't know that that's pretty interesting hey another question too just did you always know that you wanted to farm did you always know that early on i don't think i ever went through any stages where i wanted to do anything else as a as a kid i just always wanted to do what my dad did and I, you know he never in any way ever tried to force me to or you know tried to encourage me to he just wanted me to do what I wanted to do but it was just I couldn't help it I remember growing up in the backyard and digging digging uh drainage trenches with a shovel as a 
five-year-old probably it just i couldn't help it it was just in my you know it was just in my blood to, to drain water off uh, and they would laugh at me I, i'm just picturing the backyard digging those drainage ditches and i think yeah oh mom thanks about that hey tell me about this too because your dad you've been working alongside of him all these years and you guys are somewhat you know transitioning maybe from uh you know, his generation kind of to yours. Okay. So the age of your dad, you're 27, you know, all the new technology, new methods, things that are happening. So how's that kind of been kind of making that transition somewhat? It's a huge struggle in, in the ag industry and in farming of, of trying to transition from, from my dad's generation to mine. And I have so many friends that are in the same exact position as, as I am joining their their families on the farm and it's a huge problem uh, across every family you're not alone if you've had had struggles I think my dad has done as good a job as any of trying to prepare he almost is maybe a little bit too prepared uh you know I've been hearing him say you know son you got to be ready to take this thing over since I you know since I told him I was going to you know while I'm in college I'm helping manage the farm for my iPad in class you know and and so he's done a really good job of preparing me and, and preparing uh, himself for, for letting me take over. But it is it is a huge struggle from a power standpoint, you know, because they controlled things their whole life. And to have the faith and trust in, you know, me to make the, the right decisions, that's a that's a lot to, to give up for that generation. Hey, it is. What would you, for any of the other uh, the young farming uh, generation that's out there, maybe in similar situations with a transition, what what advice would you give? Maybe you've learned from your experiences there with your dad and, you know, things that you guys have gone through on the farm. What advice would you give to some of the young farmers out there that may be in the same similar situation that you are? Sometimes you see the younger generation not ready to take this, take that step. And so that, that the struggle is maybe on the younger generation's fault because they're not ready to take it. And then sometimes the problem is with the older generation not ready to let go. And so I guess there's two different scenarios. But the main thing I would say is that I think I, I give my dad credit for is he prepared me from the ground up. You know, he taught me how to do everything from all the way from the shovel all the way up. And, and so when when it was time to, you know, for me to be able to start taking over some responsibilities, he just you know, he just let me have it. And if I made the wrong decision, that's the best way you learn. And then, you know, whenever it was time for me to take over all the everyday production side of things, when that time came, he just stepped back because you can't have two people showing up at the shop telling the guys what to do. And so that's, that's my biggest advice, I guess, for dads or sons is you got to have a, a plan and a structure because the period there where you're both telling everybody what to do is chaos. Yeah. That, and that, that would be chaos and that would produce a lot of stress. So I think kind of summarize a little bit of what you said. There may be some who need to step up and maybe some who need, uh, you can use the word, maybe chill out a little bit. And there may be those dads or grandfathers or family members that sometimes got to let go. And Hey, I, I guess you'd say too, Ryan, just have good communication uh, between you and that family member uh, as you're going through that time. What about new technology and new methods? You know, we're talking row rice. You mentioned that and working with your uh, consultant, uh, Tyler Hydrick. But what are some changes you've made as far as technology or new methods? For me, the biggest thing, I guess, that I've changed, my dad was always keeping up with the technology. So I didn't really have to do anything crazy there because he was always keeping the, the best GPS and, you know, up to date with all of that stuff. But 
that, you know, back to the row rice. I mean, that's, that's kind of one of the things that I kind of had to make the decision of that. I wanted to go that route. You know, I heard, heard about it, uh, about the concept at, at one of the conferences over the, uh, winter time, you know, several years ago. And I just saw where it could have a fit on our farm. We're able to, to, to really minimize our tillage, uh, really minimize our manual labor, you know, just, really the struggle that every farm has of trying to get good labor to help put in spills and all that in the summer. And, and then, you know, the amount that it's increased our soybean yield because we've been able to have our soybean fields prepared for the next year's planting more timely because of the drier harvests. And that's one of the, I guess, the, the main things that I've, I guess, changed from the last generation. Yeah. Okay. We all have days that are stressful and we got things that stress us out. What's something maybe you do to help yourself when you're kind of stressed out? Um, it's our life group that just got started for young ag people. And uh, that this is obviously one of the things we talk about a lot. And, you know, one of the sounds cliche, but I mean, one thing we really just talk about is just, you know, when something, when a problem arises, which, you know, we have multiple problems every day that arise you know yesterday i had a a guy get hit literally was driving a mowing tractor on the highway and got hit by a truck going 60 miles an hour and so it's just it's something every day and by the way that guy's perfectly fine by a miracle uh, he really should not have survived that accident but that's just an example of we have something go wrong every day in this business and you just have to really slow down and and take a deep breath and just be thankful for the things that are going right and and think about how you're going to respond to a certain situation because there's two different ways you can respond to a situation and and one one will result in good results and and one will not and so that's that's the main thing i guess is just kind of is really just taking time to take a deep breath and pray about it can't imagine farming without having faith in jesus christ and and knowing that he's in control I, i can't imagine you know, just like that situation that happened yesterday and, or whether you talk about this floods that happened down South Arkansas, it's, you know, we've talked about that in life group. And I just, I can't imagine being in this business, not knowing that, that God's in control over every situation that he has a plan. No, you're exactly right, man. And I I appreciate you bringing that out uh, and sharing that too. And let me just share with all those folks who are, are, are listening right now. Also, you know what, uh, Ryan has talked about having that relationship with Christ, and that faith uh, in the Lord. If you have ever have any questions or you're listening to the podcast and man, you say, Hey, I just want to visit with somebody. Just drop us an email at info at agrihealth.net and we'll get in touch with you uh, and respond to you and uh, man, give you some information. Cause here we want to, you know, we want to help you physically, emotionally with the stress and strains of life and the, farming community, but also spiritually. Uh, any way we can help, we want to do that. And you can find even more resources regarding that at our website, agrihealth.net. Hey, Ryan, too, you do have a wonderful uh, wife and you've been married to for some time. Uh, tell me, how are you uh, balancing uh, this, what every farm family faces, especially young guys, young children at home? How are you trying to balance farming, uh, your being married, your, you know, new new baby uh how are you trying to balance that you know it, with this new new baby coming in it's it's just totally changed your perspective uh you know everyone says that but you don't really realize it until it 
until you're in in the position and uh you know i've always tried to make time for my wife katie and and tried to prioritize her you know it really what it boils down to and someone in my position is can i plan well enough to be able to spend time with her the only way i've been able to spend more time with her over the years and and be able to spend more time with sutton now that he's here is learning to you know to train other people to do things that in the past i have had to do and so as farmers you know we try to do everything for some reason there's this stigma that you know whoever the farmer that works the most hours is the the best farmer that's you know thankfully i had a dad that that didn't teach me that you know the best the best farmer is the one that you know makes makes a profit and can provide for his family and 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 has a good good family life and a and a good church life and and has time for all of that and so that's been, I guess, my biggest answer to being able to spend more time with the family is being able to to pass off some of those responsibilities or tasks that, you know, I used to try to do all myself. And whether that's somebody else watering the row rice and me, you know, training them how to do it, you know, whatever it is, uh, you have to be willing to, you know, quote, delegate some some duties out. Oh, yeah, I would uh, uh, I would agree with that. Hey, too. I just had a thought on this. Tell me about, did, did Katie, she grow up in a farming environment or not? They farmed whenever she was little and, and uh, they then they moved to Jonesboro whenever she was in you know, grade school. So she grew up with the idea of knowing how to, how to grow up on a farm. And, you know, so her mom has that background and I guess being able to give her the idea of what it's like to, to grow up on a farm. Uh, she didn't spend her whole life growing up on the farm, but she has she had enough background to understand, you know, what it takes because she saw what her dad had to do whenever she was a kid, and not her dad not being able to go to the lake with with them as a family and things like that. And so my goal is, you know, making sure that I do as good as I can as as a father and a husband. Yeah. Hey, well, Ryan, I want to say, man, thank you for uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast today and the things that you have shared. Uh, with us also and and even how we're we're concluding this by you saying hey i'm just want to try to do better uh to uh do everything we can to to try to balance that workload and be with the family so man i was gonna say i applaud you for that thank you and man thanks for sharing your story with us ryan about about all that's going on and all that's uh taking place so it's been good to have you with us for all those out there who are, are listening, just remember, check out the resources at agrihealth.net. If we can help you in uh, any way, form, or fashion, please reach out to us and let us know. Hey, we want to hear your, your stories of uh, faith, family, and farming because here that's what we're about. And uh, so if you would like to uh, share your story with us, again, drop us an email. Uh, we all have a story, and usually there's always somebody out there who needs to hear. I hear that all the time when someone shares and Ryan shares his story about his life. People go, man, that's exactly where I am. And so it's an encouragement. So let us know if you've got that story you'd like to share with us. We'd love to talk for you. Hey, as always, uh, look for us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, if you like the broadcast, uh, give us a rating on it. Uh, subscribe, share it with your friends. And as always, say hey, thanks for joining us. We'll be back uh, next week. Until then, keep farming and keep the faith. We'll see you later. been listening to that farm life podcast planting hope harvesting strength with your host archie mason that farm life podcast is a creation of the agri health network in conjunction with grounded faith ministries where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith 
family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, dot net. Thanks for listening, and until next week, keep the faith.